Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures... Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Lights Out. Lights Out is a 2016 American supernatural horror film directed by David F. Sandberg. It follows Rebecca, who must confront her childhood fears to protect her brother from a vengeful supernatural entity holding a mysterious attachment to their mother. Boys. Yes. You know what I don't like? What? Because it terrifies me. Is when these motherfucking horror movies Mm -hmm. just go, we could start out at about... 10 kilometers an hour, but we're just going to do 150 yeah. because we hate you right and we want to ruin your life. Yeah. And we're actually never going to take our foot off the pedal for probably <laughs> for nearly the whole thing. We're just yeah. going to fuck your life up. I did some research post movie. Mm-hmm. I went to the website where's the jump.com. Oh, yeah. Um, which friend of the show Shanks told us about. Yeah. The first jump scare of this movie comes at the three minute mark. It's Oof. too early. There's a little thing called foreplay. Yeah. Yeah. All right? Yeah. You've got to rev the engine a little bit before yeah. you just hit that highway at 110. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's just from a standing start. Yeah. <laughs> I want that mechanic fiddling under my bonnet for 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't and asking me the whole way through, just tap the tap your foot a little bit. Just, yeah. yeah. None of this bullshit. None of... All right. It's and uh, supercar go. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... um. That's, it was Look, it was very rude how quickly this movie fucks you. Yeah. And... A movie like this, they show you, you you get a very good glimpse at the monster, three minutes in. Like yeah. less, like that first jump scare, you see the fucking thing in all its glory. For sure. And at no point does it not become scary in that early stage because the, yeah. the conceit of how it appears is so primed for jump scares. The yeah, idea yeah, that when yeah. the lights are on, you can't see it, lights go off, closer. Yeah, and that yeah. for me is the worst because you know eventually mm. someone is going to flick that light off and they're going to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually yeah. so crazy because there's another shot in the film where like, you know, the long sort of claw fingers yeah. come around a, a door or something. Yeah. It's crazy that that's something like that's not your first sort mm. of shot of the mm. of the thing. They just give you mm. the whole body. But I think it's more affecting it like, is. To, to see it in full contrast and know exactly that you are fucked. Yeah. And there is not much you can do. I, like I've got such mixed feelings. I think on the one hand, you can like one, you can kind of see why this short film that he made originally, this three-minute short film that we talked about in the Annabelle Creation episode, 
got him this this movie because basically I, I have we haven't actually watched the short film yet. We might eventually, but um, no, I don't think we need to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Damo, that's uh, that's some thirty seconds of courage bullshit from you. Oh, it'll make a great small screen scares bonus episode. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, you can really see why someone watched that and thought, oh fuck yeah, this is so affecting because the start of this movie, like you said, the first jump scare comes in at three minutes. Yeah, so you can see how that short film is so affecting and to to get someone terrified in such a short amount of time. And then on like the other positive I think about it is that it starting with these hard spooks means you are just already like at that amped up level. And so then later when some exposition comes through, you kind of like it's a relief and you're welcoming it rather than the flip, which I think a lot of horror movies do where they give you the exposition up front and it kind of builds to this, you know, it is more of that foreplay. It builds to that dread. But that exposition is kind of like wasted air. We're just getting, okay, yeah, backstory, getting through the backstory till we get to the interesting part. Where this gives the scares and then when you get to the backstory, it's a a breather. And granted, the exposition was done heavy-handed and and not so great, but we can get into that later. No, it's one of those movies where the dread never, the tension and the dread of it, Mm. I don't think ever abates until until the end of the movie, basically. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because the idea that, again... The minute the lights are off, yep. this thing appears. But but it can it it's again it is so heavily de- and you can you can understand why. I'm a horror producer. Mm. I watch this short film and I'm like I could make so much money from this because yeah. the, the design of this monster and the design of this spook is so hard hard coded to jump scares. Yeah, going through where's the jump? There's like a jump scare almost every. Three to four minutes. Right. That's what I was thinking that the opening sequence is like, holy shit, this is going to be the whole movie. We're just going to have to experience this thing over and over again, which yeah, kind of was. And like, not in a derogatory way. It is a very effective, it's a very unique monster. I was actually quite impressed with that side of it. It's bizarre because it should should get tired. Yeah. Like, you should go- Oh, this doesn't scare me again. But then the minute someone turns off oh, a light, no, no, you're like, no. fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Oh, you're about to say something that's going to make me punch you in the face. Well, you can punch me if you can reach me from there. But I think, <laughs> I, like a lot of times we watch horror, I got to a certain point where I was a bit like, hmm, okay. So I don't think it scared me to the end credits, to be honest. I think it got me pretty close. The the, the sequence where they're in the basement level and yeah. she's finding, like, she sees those horrible mannequins, rah, rah, and then it cuts, and then it you know, keeps going around and like, oh, she's going to fucking come out of somewhere. Yeah. That was still, yeah. That's probably the last big scare. Once the cops are in the house and... Mm. But even even when the boyfriend's walking through the house with that little torch and you're like, fuck, don't. Yeah, We yeah. watched this together and I think you both saw me checking out in real time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know the point. It was when we got the exposition the second time. Well, so <laughs> I, I'm going to approach this now as like as a film producer mm. and be like, I wouldn't do the whole backstory of uh, Diana, was it? Yeah. Diana is like, I would have just done it as like this this monster, this ghost, mm. to have sequel potential. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't think there's a sequel for this. Yeah. And, and there kind of wouldn't be because it, it ends. Well, it got greenlit for a sequel almost immediately. But, like, the idea of that just as a creature. Yeah. As a creature that appears, you know, with the lighting and all that. Like, that's fantastic. It's such a fucking cool thing. And you mm. could do it in any setting. You could tell this story in any country and yeah. get all sorts of different spooks and sustained spooks. And they just kind of, like, at about halfway through the movie, they do this weird thing where they explain it. So, like, Teresa Palmer's character goes through the files and mm. figures it out. And we see exactly what the issue is. And yes. then she explains it to someone and we go through the whole fucking thing again. And then, like, I feel like we get the explanation three different times. Yeah. And for me, that just sort of sucked the joy out of a bit. On top of things that we'll discuss a bit. Like, Mm. I think the dialogue kind of sucks a fair bit. The dialogue is terrible, which is amazing that a film with dialogue that is some of the worst I've ever heard... Mm. Real bad. ...is still a good enough film to hold my interest because... 
I think the direction's really strong. Yeah. And that that creature design and the concept of the creature is so fucking good. Those two points. Creature design and strong direction overpower the shortcomings of some bad acting and some bad dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that dialogue for a minute just because I think uh, if anyone is a writer who's listening, it's good to sort of say why we think it's bad dialogue. And to me, it's all about uh, subtext. Yep. So, subtext is kind of being, yeah, you're saying one thing, but the thing you're actually saying is sort of underneath the words you're, you're actually saying. The meaning is there underneath, but the words are more normal conversation, like, or more normal, or it's like a character hiding something because of insecurities or whatever. There's lots of reasons for subtext. But yeah, with this, it just brings the text straight into the dialogue. So, every character is just saying their emotion up front. Obviously, they're saying exposition up front. Yeah. And like this sort of heavy-handed dialogue to just be using it as these like flat slaps across the face of either exposition or meaning or emotion or whatever. Like it just is so jarring because it doesn't feel real. That's not how people yeah. talk. It's and not like, how little kids talk it's either. Not, yeah, yeah, very good call. And like so anytime like and then even like these sharp cuts between they're having this one conversation where like, oh, we kind of need them to say this. I'll just have them say it. Yeah. No, don't worry about how we're going to get from A to B to C. Yeah. Just jump just from jump. A to fucking E over here or whatever. And particularly so there's like the very end scene, I think, where they're sitting in the back of the ambulance. Yeah. And she kind of, you don't need to have a character look at the boyfriend and actually say the words, you came back. And then even worse is the kid looks at the sister and yeah. said, and so did you. And so and it's did just you. like, fuck me. We don't need any of this. Oh my, this yeah. is where show don't tell comes it's in. Literally- you could just have them just be there and hug each other and yeah. smile at each like other. Like a good, a good exercise would be get the script for this thing. And anytime there's dialogue that is one superfluous, you could literally cut and the scene wouldn't change because guess what? Audiences are smart and they understand the emotion at play due to the setting. Or have a scene where you're like, okay, they've said this thing. How could I replace it with action instead? Because there's so many opportunities to do that. Well, they do like bizarrely in one scene, they actually do a really good job of not stating the obvious, which is the scene where she finally kind of admits that she cares for this boyfriend. Yeah. Because the whole thing is she's quite aloof and all that and she won't let him have anything. In mm, the, the, like, mm. nah, no, no, not even a single sock. Yeah. And then rather than say, like, I love you or I, I care about you, she tells him he can have the bottom drawer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, that's nice. Yep. That's actually... Because, again, that that's a great example of subtext. Yeah. Yep. She's saying one thing, but she's meaning this other and thing. And he gets it and he kind of... Ha- he's like, he's pretty happy with himself. <laughs> yeah. He gets it, but he needs it sort of explained to him in <laughs> more literal sense as yeah. well. Like, he is a bit of a dummy. He's a hot dummy. He's, he's, a hot well, dummy. he's not even that hot. <laughs> That's only because he's standing next to Teresa Palmer. There was a point in this movie where I turned you, you <laughs> to and I was like, boys, she's too good looking for the people in the movie around her. Everyone yeah. else just looks like a person. Yeah, that's because they are. Abs- just- they've, they've hired a bunch of normals. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they've hired a bunch of you know fives and sixes and she's a 10, essentially. Yeah, it's certainly that's not what- the Barbie movie where everyone's a 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think you'll find, just thinking generally about movies, mm. that would happen a lot. It does. <laughs> yeah, true enough. It, it, like... To the but it was just because it, I didn't re- like the boyfriend has been in nothing else yeah and although the mum's Maria Bello yeah and the dad's Charlie Swan from Twilight there you go <laughs> stepdad sorry. we knew him from somewhere oh, um <laughs> but it's like yeah in the scene she's in with people who are just often like no name extras <laughs> she's just Teresa Palmer yeah so yeah. you're just like it's what I imagine it would be like to just be at a at a function mm. like some kind of social gathering. And Chris Hemsworth's there. Yeah. yeah. You'd, just, you'd, <laughs> you'd be feel like, like shit. You'd be like, you'd be fuck. like fuck me. So it's one of those things where like, maybe in any other context, you're an eight and a half. Yeah. But in a room with Chris Hemsworth, you dropped to a five. Yeah. <laughs> just dropped drastically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unreal. <laughs> Minus 10. <laughs> and that's okay. Because yeah. yeah. Anyway, she's she. I think she does 
the best out of everybody in this with the dialogue she's been given. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. She is climbing uphill, though. Mm, definitely. So is everyone. Yeah. Maria Bello's given some... Well, look, she's got a difficult assignment, I think. She's got the best line in the movie, boys. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Saving your lives. Oh. Bang. <laughs> I did see a, a review of this on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. which which does make me realise that this movie is, 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 is good in parts, but it's, yep. is overall not an amazing film. Sure. In that the concept is that Diana is kind of a manifestation of their mother's mental illness Mm -hmm. and the mother's mental illness affects everybody in the family. Mm. And then the way they fix it is instead of medicating it, which is what they're trying to do because the idea is that Diana has convinced her to stop taking her medication so that Diana can get stronger. Rather than put her back on medication or get her help, the solution is shoot yourself in the head. And like I laughed because it's... It's a preposterous solution to the mm, to mm. the scenario. I also thought it wouldn't work. My my gut feel was she'd shoot herself in the head, and Dana's like, "Well, I'm still here." Yeah, I thought we were going to get a bit of a cheeky, almost post credits type. So there was. Thing. Oh, did we not? It was exactly no. It was exactly what we thought. After the ambulance scene, we get another scene of yeah, she's still around. Test audiences were like, "Get fucked." <laughs> Basically, yeah, okay. yeah, you- so they cut it. If you buy the Blu-ray, you can see it on the Blu-ray as ah. a bonus. But yeah, originally that that they went for that classic horror trope, which yeah. like I don't really have, I don't have a lot of uh, time for that. Time for that. Yeah, I think you've just undercut your entire movie yeah. by doing it, and literally that was the test audiences like then the mum killed herself for nothing. Like that yeah. was their takeaway, and which yeah. yes, that would be the case. Mm. Yeah, you could get away with that if. Maria Bella shoots herself and Diana just doesn't disappear. It's just like, oh, you idiot. I'm s-, and turns around and then Rebecca has to come up with another solution to beat her. Yeah, yeah. I-, I think halfway through the movie, I started to get frustrated. And part of it too was, I, I think I said to you guys, just kill the mum. Mm. Because it seemed, yeah, I don't know. You- it was the mum character, like, of course she's got mental health issues. Yes. It was very frustrating. And I kept kind of saying, why is she sort of, why is she standing up for fucking Diana? Why is she trying to introduce her son to Diana? Diana's poisoned her brain with well, her Well, that was the thing. They finally get, like, again, they gave us all this exposition, but not that part of it until too much later of that, oh, she can actually get in people's thoughts and sort of influence them and make yeah. them make bad decisions. So I'm like, okay, fine. I actually think, yep, you've given us a reason for that. It's good because sure. it was a problem I had. But I don't know. I still think it's like, it's a bit of a weak. It's a three-star film. It's a three-star film. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the solution isn't the best. And that was something that, was like both good and bad in like, how do you beat this thing? Obviously, they got a few hits in when the blue light sort of kept her contained into into you, the you real could see world. see her and she couldn't disappear in a Right, and again. then they could put a real light on her. So, you're like, well, that kind of... Is there a room with like... If they had a set up like a fucking underground disco or something like that where it's like blue lights everywhere yeah. and then draw her to there... Pop those blue lights on, then pop the floodlights on, and she just burns into a crisp, and mum doesn't have to fucking get shot get in the shot head. In the head. Yeah. Like, they, they almost gave you, oh, I kept going, oh, how are you going to beat this thing? It seems impossible. Then they came up with some rules, yeah. and then mum shot herself. Yeah, and then they sort of just took the uh, the weird way out of the, it. Yeah, the odd choice. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you what I do love is just even a simple thing with guns in this film is that she disappears in gunshot. It's cool, yeah. Flash. Yeah. It's like, that's that's so cool because it's like just such a minor amount of light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and what I also like is early on, it just feels like any source of light. But then when the light, source of light becomes smaller, it all becomes about direction. Yeah. Like you've got a torch, you need to keep it on you or yeah. on her. Yeah, because yeah. Because if you, if you turn away... It's only lighting in front of you. She's just behind you. And yes. Yeah. That that whole scene with the the brother and he's got Martin and mm. he's got the candle. Great stuff. Oh yeah. The yeah. Ca- a candle casts such a weird amount of shadow. He's got to kind of move it forward and then yeah. hold it close to him, and yeah. then you don't want it to blow out. Great stuff. That that candle felt too much like though that Diana could just come up and blow it out. Like why not? Yeah. I think she couldn't get close to it though. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's it's such a small radius of light. 
There was, I think, a little bit of inconsistency, even like during daytime mm. scenes during the house, when the house, like the blinds are drawn and stuff like that. And there's a little crack of light here and there. She can kind of appear and do, like, yeah. I don't know. Some of the, it wasn't really consistent with the movement. Sure. The like, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was on the lights thing. So, Sandberg, uh, a note I read was he made a list of what he called light gags. So, basically, different ways to create light sources from like flashlights, cell phones, gunfire, all the cool stuff we saw. He just like, I'm just going to smash out a list of everything I can think of and then when appropriate, we can bleed yes, it into the movie. That's cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. And then also on the, again, like I think the the monster of this movie is really unique, really interesting, really affecting. Like you said, obviously we saw it early on, the silhouette, the claws, that actress's body movement. So I read she was a dancer, which is why she could be so creepy and animalistic. The eyes too. The and the eyes. Breaks the light. And yeah. a lot of it was actually practical. Not as many special effects as you would think. So for the, the silhouette thing, it was just a split screen thing. Oh. They would film her, pause, step out of frame, put the camera back on. And away we go. Amazing. That's Super cool practical. Shit. Super practical. And so, like, because of that, it was, like, not as high budget. still, you know, somewhat high budget, but not as high budget as you would think. Made back its budget first day. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Stuff. yeah, it's one of those movies that feels like it would have just gone off its dick because the marketing... Because here's the thing. If you're a horror lover, yeah. you see this trailer and you go, oh, fuck yes, sign me up. Because it's yeah. something new. Yeah. You go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even the eyes, they just had reflective tape on the eyes. So <laughs> that's how they did that. Yeah. Cinema. Love it. Ugh. Love the movies. Yeah. Don't love these movies. <laughs> it's um, although horror, horror, I feel very creative. Feels like the best problem solvers. Well, yeah, that's, it's that thing, isn't that classic thing of you don't have much money, so you've got to actually really figure out a way to do it, as yep. opposed to say uh, a Marvel production. Where it's, it's like, like, how do we do this? Let's throw oh, just- so much money at everything except the visual effects department. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's not pay. No, no, no. We'll throw money at them, but not at the people. Do- if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mm. All right, were we scared? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrified. So much so. And I was even thinking about like, okay, this is literally pulling on our most primal fears. Fear of the dark, fear of the unknown, fear of spaces, like... It is literally drawing on those most prime ones. Like, even from that that opening scene that we talked about, you're like, holy shit, I am sweating over here because yeah. there's nothing to do. And again, it's and instantly I was thinking, what's going to happen tonight when I have to turn the lights off? I yeah. I, I thought about it. Yeah. Contemplated sleeping with the light on. Yeah. I When I went to bed last night, for about 10 seconds, I was thinking about it. Hovering on that light switch. Being, yeah. Do I? No, not even hovering, just when, when things were dark. And right. I was like, oh, yeah, I watched that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. But yeah, no, it went away pretty quick. For me, <laughs> it's one of those movies where like I didn't really enjoy the back half of it as much. So, yeah, it kind yeah. of the imprint in my mind is not as strong as if it was like a fucking five-star solid movie the whole yeah, way through. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then also on the fears, I think the the way it uses space and that sense of space and then lack of space as in the, that blackness. Like at one point, Sean, I think you said that closet is just too dark. It's too right? black, yeah. Which I didn't mind because it's kind of like, yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I mean that as a right. fuck you filmmaker. Yeah, right. yeah, you, are, you are scaring me. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's this like well of empty space yeah. and you just like- It's just a void. In it. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like even like like you said, those daytime scenes, there were inconsistencies with the rules of the light. Yeah. But I like that literally like if there's a patch of darkness behind this this open door, she might be able to push the door closed yep. and then create more darkness. Yeah. It has that sort of, um, you know, that feeling we got when we watched Invisible Man where it's mm, just like yes. you're never yeah. comfortable because you just sort of, your eyes are going all over the screen and going, well, where? where's the dark spot? Where, is, where could she be hiding? Yeah. And it's just fucked. It's just- uh, a full body clench for yeah. way too long. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm surprised I've, I've, I've been able to shit again. In fact, I think <laughs> the first time something sort of spooky started happening during the daylight, mm. one of us was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, like, yeah. This is our safe time. This is bullshit. Right, yeah. And then also we had the we sort of had the epiphany watching it that like there was a moment where I think the kid, the kid when the kid first comes across Diana, the I can't remember the kid's name. Even Martin. Then. Martin, thank you. And he, he sees mum talking to someone or something like that. And then, yeah, sure enough, the silhouette's there when he goes to the kitchen or something. And he runs back to his room. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good. He's made to his room safe. End of scene. Cut to the sister or something like that. Nope. Now there's scratching at the door. The door handle's moving. And it really, like, kept pulling on this scene further than you expected it to. Which, yeah. again, yep, dragged out those fears. I thought I'd done the hard yards of getting past the scary bit. And now I get a brief reprieve. And it's like, yeah, maybe you will. But not for. you're going to have to hold on for a little bit longer. Yeah, it even had that sort of setup of, like, oh, kid's going to see an initial kind of fucked thing. And be like, oh, boy. And then yeah. he's going to go to bed. And it's going to be fine. It's going to The next scene's going to be daylight. And then yeah. the scene, it'll start to build and build again. That's it. But it doesn't build and build. It just starts at 100 and yeah, never yeah. really takes it off yeah it puts you in a vice tightens yeah. it up doesn't necessarily keep tightening it because it, it doesn't need to but yeah. it never eases that clamp off yeah no 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 it's, until it's you get to that exposition heavy sort of chunk around the middle right. back yeah. half of it and it was like and honestly the 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 poor dialogue did ease the scares because it was so distracting and like yeah. laughable and especially because you that, get it twice yeah. it's you yeah. literally get it back to back right yeah. yeah you know what we started to go from nervous energy to having a bit of a giggle at some mm. of the things that were happening yeah yeah so yeah. yeah that's when we knew that the spell had kind of broken a little bit a little bit yeah and the vice had sort of loosened not heaps but no. enough that we were kind of like don't think this movie's going to murder us but no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but Diana might Diana fucking yeah. might what Diana's funny, such funny a name. funny name for yeah. a demon basically yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you something else that did that sort of unsettled me is every time mum openly said like the three of us are going to get some alone time oh. to like Martin 
just like oh sh- like there is no mum is no help at all like I no. think taking away and this is something another thing that I read for Sandberg he liked the idea of instead of the kid having an imaginary friend mum had an imaginary friend that's cool which I'm like that's just a nice little powerful twist. too because if you're a kid and you have an imaginary friend then mum's trying to solve the mystery you're like well there's a level of competency because it's a, an adult it's an adult yeah if the adult has the imaginary friend yep. and you're a kid and you, you can't escape the like yeah, there's, so, no, there's no reprieve you you yep. tried the only solution you had I'm going to go live it with my um, with my half sister Sean? Yeah, but even the like the thing, so the kids, they're watching the, the movie yeah. and then the mum stands up and turns the fucking light yeah, off. She's and like, that is like one of the most sinking feelings of the movie. The look on the his kids, butt, yeah. that's his best acting in the thing. Yeah, he's really good at that. Yeah, so he keeps yeah. saying, please, mum, yeah. no, please. Just- but at that point of the movie, you're kind of just like, you know what? The mum can get fucked. Like that's yeah, the point yeah. where I was like, kill the mum. Win the day, end yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah. But like, but yeah, having that solid twist of she's an antagonist. She might be like a well-meaning antagonist, but yeah. she's still a strong antagonist. As soon as she turns those lights off, we see Diana in the, coming in from the background in the kitchen. You're just like, holy crap. Like, yeah. I reckon they could have even played with that a bit more. And yeah. like mum being- That could have like, been stretched out that scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I honestly thought we were going to get to a moment where the mum did like a Tom Reed betrayal type thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, maybe they're at a point where we're going to win and then the mum just is too weak to, to fight it and turns all the lights yeah, off or something. Right. I think they actually should have because I actually think, you know, she gave the note to the daughter and like that was a nice-ish moment and I, I, help, I yeah. didn't mind that. But it's like- I where, wanted one more betrayal after But also, that. where has that come from? Like until then, we've seen nothing but her going, no, Diane, Diane is my friend- and you only like she hasn't taken it. Did she take some more meds or something like that? I don't no, think she, she did. Hasn't. But but the reason why that's also quite jarring is because mm. one of the scenes not too far before that is when she does that thing with the kid where she right. actively turns the lights yeah. off and sort of holds him there and is trying to explain. That's like, that's such, that's a real dog move by you, mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you didn't do that, if the film was littered with little moments where like she was putting on a show in the yeah, house and talking yeah. about, no, Diana's great. We've all got to be nice and get along. But quietly, she's like, how the fuck can I get help? Right. Needed more of the help me stuff. Or to me, it. the inverse of of her, I think this would have scared me more of her going like, okay, guys, I guess I'm going to, I'll listen to you. Yeah, we can keep the lights on. But she's actually, that's a ploy. She's just waiting till she can, like, she's actually still an enemy that they just don't realize she's acted this way just to convince them and get them calm. And then she can help Diane. Yeah. You know, like, I think, I feel like obviously the idea is to redeem the mum, but if they'd actually lent into her, Diane having such a strong hold on her, she's just really her puppet. Yeah. I think that makes Diane even more powerful and scary. Yeah. I'd like that probably if at the end the yeah. mum's just too broken yeah. to actually help them. Yeah. She has the opportunity to save the kids, but she ultimately can't. And then and I think that works better because it's like, yeah, you, you're, yeah. you're fucked. You're, or, you're gone. Or like imagine they go down to the fuse box mm. and it's it's not been turned off. Yeah. It's just been cut. And so you know that the only person in the house who could it couldn't be Diana because Diana mom, can't. Yeah. It has to be the mum. In fact, they should have done that because I don't know how she turned those that the lights off. I now. thought it was just a power blackout in the street. Yeah, which is not a great plot too convenient. Point, but yeah. yeah, yeah. What I would have really loved is mum standing in the middle of a room, kids on this side, Diana on this side, right. and it's like that choice. Yeah, almost like yeah. which side are you going to come to? She, she wavers and then she flicks the lights off. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous. And then mum's lost. Yeah, we've except, got to save except ourselves. For this movie, she would have said, "Oh no, what choice am I going yeah, to right. make?" <laughs> and then gone. I'm saving all of your lives and yeah. shooting yourself in the head with a gun. I think what I like that, like, the weird part is, is that I need help beat comes and then she has the moment where she gets angry at Diana because she said, you told me you wouldn't help my kids. Yeah, I would yeah. believe her face turn. Mm. Am I using the right terminology there? 
She's starting as a heel, she turns into a face. Is that a... Probably, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I don't know, wrestling yeah. parlance. We're scaredy boys, not wrestling boys. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. As a wrestling fan, and being like, Tom, you idiot, it's the other way around. <laughs> um, but no, uh, her, her turn would make more sense if she was still... Hadn't given that note, was still team Diana yeah. until Martin and um, Rebecca were being attacked and she was like, you said you wouldn't hurt my kids. Yeah. yeah. And then, then I, would, I would buy that she's then trying to help them. But I think up to that point, the, the I need help beat happens... Mm. And then the scene happens where she says, like, it, it almost happens in reverse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the mum doesn't have a clean arc. It's no, sort no, of no. It's zigging and zagging. Yeah. Yeah. I think also the issue is that the scene that is supposed to be the impetus for her to realise she might need help is that dinner. But mm. it doesn't end in a way that makes that believable. She no, goes she upstairs. just sort of storms out. Yeah. yeah. I expected her to... I thought she was getting up to turn the lights That's off. That's what I thought too. Yeah. yeah. Which would have been cool. Well, we're playing with this question anyway. Did our characters act wisely or foolishly? I will say this. Every character that encounters Diana mm. picks up on the rules very quickly. Twilight Dad picks up real quick. Oh, Doesn't yeah, always like save that. them. No, no. But um, they learn the rules and then they, they try their best. So yeah. I think everyone everyone actually everyone operates with a with a level yeah, of Yeah, yeah. Re- Rebecca picks up on it pretty quick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which like I look at that and I go would we actually do that though? Right. I think she's because in what she's world would you think that this yeah. is even a possible? But she's oh, she been haunted with the by the kids. She's, she was haunted as a kid herself. Ah, uh, okay. So she's yeah. already got that prior knowledge, and she yeah. thinks it was just a nightmare. But obviously, she's like, no, maybe it was real. See, that's where mm. I. That's my one point where I'm like a bit foolish because at first she says to the kid, "No, it's not real," and you're like, "Hold on, you both as children had the same named monster haunting you." Wouldn't you take a second to go, maybe it is real, before telling your, your brother it's not? Look, it's a weak script, but I think at that point she's still keeping people at arm's length. So right. any, she'll just she'll just lie yeah, sure. to, to yeah. pretend that. I also think it's not wise. To, like, she doesn't tell the boyfriend. Mm. She doesn't give him a lot of information. No, until no, no, no. sort of Until way too late. Luckily, he, he buys him. into it, though. Yeah, he does because he loves her. He's like yeah. a little puppy. But, like, you've got to tell him what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. feel like he has complete information about, like, all the like the little rules. Right, and then he may, might, might make the wrong decisions. Mostly, he actually does very well. Yeah. But, yeah, it really opens that door for that. They also don't play up enough on, like, it's. I had a laugh when he starts the car and drives off. Right. Even though I think we all knew, yeah, he's going to come back. He's back. He was the it's most because they didn't guy. lean on that moment enough, though. Yeah, like, they didn't yeah. show her pain and hurt. Yeah. Which... They probably that just feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, he, yeah. he was he was he was the perfect loyal boyfriend, which means that the beat of him running away can only be running away to get help. Yeah, yeah. he was like he was almost too perfect, if anything, really. Like he was like. Literally, he didn't do anything wrong to her ever. Not yet. Ideal. Yeah. yeah. Have we been brainwashed to assume that the boyfriend has to be shitty by these movies? Well, a little bit. So again, that was another <laughs> inversion that Sandberg purposefully did, where he's a bit of a rocker. And he looks like yeah, maybe he's just a one night stand douchebag, and then actually no, he's a really good guy. And even the car, which I think you point out, Tom, he drives a Volvo. It's a Volvo. It's a responsible car. So this guy actually, even though he's a he's a metal rocker kind of looking dude, but he's actually super responsible. Yeah. Look, I I liked him. I think. We all thought he was going to die for sure. I, 100%. I think what you do is instead of having him run away, you make it look like he's died. Right. But he hasn't. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't mind the running away, but you have to have her reaction to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think there's ever a moment where she, like, feels heartbroken oh, she, or feels angry about it. She does, but the movie moves too quickly. It moves she way to, too quickly. She has to immediately then deal with Diana again. Yeah, yeah. Because then yeah. Diana comes down and puts the fire out. Yeah. yeah, cheeky, cheeky, monster. very cheeky. I actually think they could have used the boyfriend for a sequel potential. And if he was like, obviously Diane can get in people's minds. Yeah, if they'd had something with him, where because he was a bit of a wasted character in a lot of ways, there wasn't. He's much. too pure to be twisted. I think. Yeah, but the, the, to me, that makes it even more interesting. Like, what if they'd just given him a bit of a hook of something wrong that she could latch onto? Yeah, I don't know. I just think, yeah, they I, I think if they that. wanted to do a sequel. 
they would just easily just be like, oh, guess what? It didn't disappear. She's back. Still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, like, I would actually believe because she said, you you exist because of me or whatever. And you're yeah. like, well, not really. If she's a ghost, why why does she have to be tied to yeah. the mum? That's just where it's a little mom. messy. Yeah. yeah. And then you can get away with the sequel. And the sure. kids know about it. So, if, like, if it's just, oh, people know about her as, as a ghost, she continues to exist. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's three people in the world that do. Yeah. You would never trust lights again. Never. Mm. Hell no. Question on this, though. So, I'm looking, trying to find here. So, a sequel was greenlit, but yeah. never made. No. Like, so, it got greenlit basically because of how well it made its money back. And then, yeah, now it's, you know, five, six years later. And yeah. No, it strikes no, me as one that maybe greenlit because of the box office and then it's like, hmm, but what do we actually do? They had no script. Yeah, it was greenlit before. It, like, basically, the studio was just like, yes, we will make another one. And I, then- I would just take the concept of the creature without the backstory of Diana right. and just do that again because that's yep. fucking cool. Like, imagine that in any setting would yep. be incredible. Exactly. And like, even if you take the, I think even going, oh, it's it's like Diana, but it's but we don't know who it is or like what their backstory is. That's more scary. Yeah. So it's still just a twisted, broken person who somehow is a ghost, but we know nothing about them. We don't know why they're haunting these group of people. Like yeah. all the unknowns about it make it so much more terrifying. All we know are the rules, but yeah. they don't really help us that much. Yeah. Any setting would be awesome. Yeah. You don't have to do the haunted house again. You have the haunted house model, I guess, but do it on like a fucking cargo ship. I'll tell you where you could do like it as well. The, the 30 days of night. Yeah. Have it in an area where, hey, guess what? It's going to be night for a good long time. Have it in an area, yeah, where there's been a blackout yeah. or electricity's fucked or and like if something. Thing, like I think you can almost have it as like a 90 minute uh, no time break. Just literally just watching 90 minutes of these people being haunted because it's yeah. so affecting. Like it's really, really good. Yeah. So why would you need to cut it? Why aren't just 90 minutes of them struggling to beat this thing? Do it in real time. Cast Kiefer Sutherland. Um, <laughs> yeah. Boys, I've, I've read two fucked facts. Okay. I love when Tom doesn't listen to us. He just goes down his little IMDB detective rabbit hole. Because while you guys were, were discussing what you would do for a sequel, I wanted to see if I could find out any more information about the sequel. Okay, sure. I haven't, but I have found two amazing facts. <laughs> okay. All right. The basement with the mannequins in it. Yeah. Uh, they weren't brought in by the production team. They were already in the basement of the house. Oh, I don't like that one bit. The owner of the house had just had them down there. For what purpose? Great question. Wow. Second one, basement caught fire after the production wrapped. Oh, this is fucked, man. Like, mysteriously caught fire. Those mannequins. Oh, uh, I just got chills. Yeah. Oh. Hate it. Get fucked, Tom. It's Sorry, good work, boys. though. Great detective Thank work. you. Thank you. He's done it again. I didn't learn anything about Not Lights Out 2, but I did learn too much about Lights Out 1. <laughs> Let oh. me follow that up with the question of how would we do it in this situation? Uh, I think we can win because I think... Okay, I was going to say bad. Big old swing from Tom. <laughs> well, okay. no, no, because the rules are very clear. Well, yes, once or they're very clear, but like the blue light thing, uh, black, black light thing only comes in well later. Yes, but I think we could survive long enough to get to that. Okay. Because we, we know what the solution is. Yeah. We also know that there is a man sitting at this table who loves fire. His name is Sean Carney. Yeah. Fire produces a lot of light. I'll burn her. Well, I mean, that's not what I was suggesting. Just a big fire. Though. I'll just keep the fire lit the whole time. Yeah. Well, I, I'd love to just have a room that is just all light. Yeah, right. None of this flickering shit. It's got a backup generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just nothing. And then just like live there forever. Because they did do well to play with the shadows element of it. Yeah. I think they could have actually done really well and, and, the, and the sort of uh, low light elements of it. I think, yeah, they could have had a really interesting set piece where like, it is glaringly bright. Yeah. If you get her into a, into like an interrogation room type situation and then flood it with light, what happens? She's got nowhere to go. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, how can she, how can she escape? Yeah, she'll be trapped. She'll just burn up, she wouldn't she? I don't think she'll be burned up. I think the only reason she gets burned up is if there's blue light and then regular light. The blue yeah. light almost seems to trap her. Which she, which brings me to your solution that you suggested. Right. We get her to the disco, boys. Yeah. Let's go clubbing with fucking Diana. Yeah. Yeah, but so is your thing, your idea just to set up that room, lead her in there, and then lock her in, essentially? Basically, yeah. Blue light and then full light. Yeah. And she melts. Yeah. 
Yeah. She cooks. And she's just trapped in there forever. I think dies eventually, right? Yeah. Right, you'd hope so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one has to shoot anyone in the head. Hmm. It's just, um, can we survive long enough in time to set up that environment? Yeah, this is a pretty elaborate trap we've got to yeah. set up, yeah. So this is where I think, yeah, if it was set up earlier in the story that it was just an area that naturally had some blue light, then great, we can just head straight there and we might, might a bit of a chase scene, we might make it there in time. Yeah. But um, we're not big clubbing boys. So no, like- well, I was just trying to think. I'm like, the club that people used to go to in Geelong that had a bit of that has it's closed. I t- tell you what we might. We, we might be more like paintball boys or like, no, not even paintball. Um, laser tag. Laser, laser tag. tag boys. Yeah, blue light. Yeah. Laser tag or, boys. Or a, or, a, or a haunted house ride that often has blue oh, light yeah, behind yeah, like yeah. skeletons and yeah, stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That can be it. The scaredy boys go there and we're like, oh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully that fucking bitch Diana doesn't fucking follow us here. <laughs> and she follows and us, And then obviously. we're rife for cum gags, which is always so much yeah, 100%. Fun. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners like to send us an email, please do. You can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Room 99, which is now an Indian restaurant in Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that one. Stay scared, everyone. I want that mechanic fiddling under my bonnet for 30 minutes. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.